What's up, everyone? Fucking. Oh no. What's oh. up, everybody? Welcome to the <laughs> House of Mario, the, ni- the award winning Nintendo <laughs> Power Cup. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award winning Nintendo podcast, backed by 120 Power Star rating. And the doors to episode 114 are open. I'm your host, Drew Agni, and joining me as always is my best buddy, Brost Witt. 500th time's the charm, buddy. I mean, fourth is pretty much 500, so yeah, I'll have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, pretty much. If you round it up, you see, that's where it ends up is 500. Yeah, and since, yeah. We're, since we're recording this pretty late, uh, and you know, there's going to be a bit of editing and that goes before it goes up uh, the next day... Uh, that little bit is going to be our skit, so people will know what we're going to be talking about when they get to this bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so All this right. week on the show, we're going to be talking about the uh, Direct that happened last week, and uh, all of that fun stuff. It was a big Direct. I really wasn't expecting it to, uh, like, a Direct this time of year. It was nutto. It was nutto. It was it? absolutely nutto. Mm. Yeah, no, I was, I was pretty happy with it overall. I mean, like, we'll talk about it further in, I guess, but it was, it was rounded up very nicely. Had some really good announcements in there that I'm yeah. very happy with, which is great. Well, last episode we talked a lot about like, oh my god, September's chocker block full of games, and it's pretty much going to be consistent until the end of the year. And the last thing I was really looking forward, or looking for, was a direct to be like, all right, where's more announcements? Where's more games? I wasn't really thinking about it. Then they come out and like they drop things like Town and stuff like that. But it's going to be coming out this year. I'm like, oh god, there's <laughs> more stuff. Yeah, <laughs> got to think about. There's a lot of good gems in there. Yep. Um, before we jump into into the uh, direct, I wanted to talk about this uh, thing Nintendo dropped on social media, basically teasing an announcement think- for the end of this week. Oh, the little exercise wheel. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, Nintendo's going to be sort of dropping this on uh, September 12th, and it looks like a. It's an exercise peripheral. Yeah, so it looks like you put your uh, one of your Joy-Cons into it and then your other Joy-Con onto your leg and you do some weird things with it. Like yoga, yeah. So it's it's exactly what it is. It's an exercise peripheral, you can tell. So it's going to be Switch Fit Plus <laughs> Ultra Yeah, Big Dong Yeah, so, edition. you know, um, you are go. you excited for this, Bros? No. Are you gonna <laughs> are you gonna put it around your neck and like throw it around and? I I just think it's one of those gimmicks. Uh, um, the one thing I can appreciate, I suppose, is it won't be half as expensive as uh, the balance board. Like, yeah, yeah. That that'll be the like real grasp of it of just being like, hey, you can already use the peripherals you've got. You just got this mold. That... It should be pretty cost effective. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Far better than the Wii balance board because oh my lord. Like, that thing was cool in a couple of ways, shit and so many, being a giant-ass peripheral that you've got to buy just to play, like, and two w- games. And when you're not using it, it's like, uh, mm, <laughs> where do you put it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's designed to slide under your couch. It's like, is it? Is it? Is it? What if my couch doesn't have an underside? Yeah, mine didn't. Oh. <laughs> so you have to lay it up against yeah. the wall? I really and- hope a Nintendo comes out like, all right, we're competing with Apple, Samsung, we're entering the wearables market like smart watches. This is a Nintendo Switch necklace. Wear it around. Go for a jog. Wear this necklace. Have your Joy-Con banging around your chest. It'll be a great time. Get nice, sweaty. Nintendo Switch necklace. Nice necklace. 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 My uh, mouth is not going to work tonight. I am uh, tired. Yeah. <laughs> tired? 
Retired of what? Mm. Uh, tired of mm. um, that attitude you're giving me, <laughs> young man. <laughs> So, Bryce, let's uh, jump into the Nintendo Direct. Oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah. We don't have to talk about exercise peripherals anymore. No. Yay. <laughs> so, they started off, Bryce. Uh, Overwatch was announced for the Switch. Um, yes, it was. We all saw it coming. You, yes, we did. We all the, saw uh, it coming. The, the case from Amazon leaked uh, a week before, pretty much. Yeah. A lot of people were like, oh, this has got to do with Tracer being in Smash. And then it was just like, you know, while I probably wouldn't be... Uh, adverse to believing that like I believe it's 100% a possibility that could happen considering the overnight sensation that Overwatch was until now where it's like slowly dying <laughs> mm. uh, it's um, it was pretty obvious that like if they're going to design a case that is Overwatch branded that it is not going to be because Tracer is in Smash it is going to be because Overwatch is on the Switch I think that's what my, my head rounded down to it's just like Okay, so this case is leaked. Overwatch is coming to Switch. It's going to happen. We've had Paladins on the console for how long? <clears throat> Paladins probably isn't as uh, beefy as Watch as what uh, Overwatch. Mm. I enjoyed it though. Um, Paladins, well, I, yeah, Paladins I, is good. I played, a, like, I played like a good hour of it. I was like, this is pretty super decent. Super good port. Mm. It is literally probably the best uh, third person shooter port that they put on the console so like you've got like Fortnite and stuff like that that are all on there they're all 30, 30 FPS or whatever but Paladins was really good yeah. so if we're getting Overwatch on the console I'm sincerely hoping that it is as good as that uh, because you know you've got to compete with like oh 30 FPS or 60 FPS because I'm pretty sure Paladins is 60 yeah well yeah, if not it's damn close Overwatch is going to be 30 is uh, it? Yeah. They confirm that? Yeah, it's confirmed, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I assume everyone who's like, it's like you know, Overwatch is mainly played on PC and um, a lot of PC players will, you know, not be overly, overly thrilled with uh, going to 30. But obviously, if you're on PC, you're not probably not coming to Switch to play the game. I've had my time to play Overwatch. Um, you've plenty had, you've of had it. your fill? Plenty of it. Uh, you know, I like going back to it every now and then just for the, oh, I wonder if the game's gotten better after they ruined it. <laughs> mm. Like, through balance patches. Um, but to be completely honest with you, um, 30 FPS doesn't really cut it. You might see me pick it up if I'm like, hey, look, it's like 50 bucks and I feel like playing Overwatch, but I don't feel like dedicating a whole big chunk of my hard drive space on my PC to Overwatch anymore. Um, and I might might pick it up and go, eh, eh. It's kind of hard too, because it's not like you can be like, oh, I want to play Overwatch on the go, because you're going to have to be tied to an internet connection to play it. Yeah, you so you're probably to. going to be at a, at a friend's place or your place where you've got internet, you've got your PC, you've got your PlayStation. And it's kind of uh, might be a bit redundant for a lot of people. It's a very, uh, I guess, uh, specific uh, group of people that be you know willing to pick this up. Like I hear a lot of excitement for the game. It's like a huge game. It's coming to a Nintendo platform. I'm happy for that. But yeah, it wouldn't. Being someone who has multiple consoles, it's definitely not my uh, first place to pick up the game. No, it's. Yeah. Uh... Especially at 30 FPS. That is that is the killer. Mm. I feel like they've got to do better than that. Um, Maybe they do, but, you know, they're limited by what they're, they're given, I guess. I are know, they, though? Are they realistically? Like, I, I get it. Uh, you know, it's it's a big game or whatever. They're trying to, like, bring it down, make it, make it smaller, all that shit. 
but it's not impossible to run something like Overwatch at 60 FPS, even if it does take a graphics hit. You know what yep. I'm saying? And like, again, with Paladins, Paladins looks fine and it runs at 60. And I know it's no, not it does as, too. Yeah. It's not as technically advanced as Overwatch, but we're talking about a first-person shooter here, not a RPG adventure game where frames don't really fucking matter for jack shit. Yeah, I agree. Like, when I'm playing Uncharted, Uncharted has always been on the PlayStation, always been locked to 30 frames. I don't notice. But I remember when Destiny 2 came out on PlayStation on consoles that was locked to 30. And I haven't played a first-person shooter God knows how long under 60. And mm-hmm. I could notice. And I'm not a frame frame rate person. No. Like, you know... Neither I'm, am I, really, unless it's yeah. a shooter. Yeah, Shooters, so, it makes a difference. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, uh, I remember playing... I think I was playing on the uh, Xbox 360 when I first got it. I was playing Bioshock. Mm-hmm. And I stopped playing it. One, because uh, I was playing on a non-HD TV. I could not read the text. And the other one, because first-person games, I just wasn't used to them yet. And I was getting a bit sick. I think on the PC, I was a bit more used to it, being able to, like, move my arm. And it sort of felt like... Yeah. But when you just move the controller and your TV is just flapping everywhere sort of made me feel a bit oozy yeah so that's what like under 60 sort of brings on for me just like oh, a bit of motion sickness and it's not as smooth as it needs to be yeah no it needs yeah. to be smooth because the thing is is like overwatch is very uh consistent on being precise especially if you want to play like some of the more mechanical reliant heroes like i don't know genji or whatever or even if even characters that just require more precision in general like ash or widowmaker yeah um <clears throat> they all require like pretty decent precision and like in terms of if you're playing on a 30 fps console and overwatch is on the switch you're going to pick the most non-precision reliant character possible and everyone is because to be completely honest it's just too hard to keep up if you you know mm. if, if you really do that uh whole technical thing with the wrong frames <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, it's like oh god i'm trying to aim a sniper rifle but everything's just a little bit juddery and it makes me really sad <laughs> and then yeah you it makes it really hard to hit your mark like overwatch is a great game um in terms of a lot of things i don't play it anymore because it was ruined by balance patches and ignorance of some characters not getting balanced like when uh Brigitte come out Brigitta she uh, was overpowered as shit and had way too much in her kit and she dominated games as a support hero right (laughs) Um, and that kind of drew me away from it it's just like they didn't fix that for six months and it was like this is this is really ruining like my experience seeing the same like five heroes every game and so I passed up on it gave up uh Mm. but having that and then moving that to switch on a 30 fps in in my case it makes me go i don't want to play overwatch now because of the state it's in i don't know why i want to play it worse (laughs) you know yeah i feel like with say the witcher 3 like that game is being dumbed down as far as it can go to make it work on switch looks okay but like, you know, but The Witcher 3 has a really good user case on the Switch. Take it wherever you want. Get through that massive story on the go. And it's a single player RPG. Yeah, it's exactly. Whereas this game, you know, <clears throat> you're going to be somewhere with an internet connection. So whether that's your friend's place or whatever it is, 
you're going to you're a bit more restricted it's not as uh needed on switch if you're if you're a kid with no other access to overwatch and you put have oh, yeah, it on definitely. switch oh uh, sure it's great uh, Overwatch is a fun experience, and if you don't take it too seriously, like I do, Ooh. you'll enjoy it. Yeah. But uh, for the people that do care about their frames and their in their shooters and the integrity of like what they're going to be putting up, because originally uh, Jeff Kaplan, the director of Overwatch, was like, "No, we have zero plans for Switch. Doesn't really follow our criteria." And at this point, they're like, now it's coming to Switch, yay! Kind of just feels like they're trying to milk the cow before it dies. <laughs> and by the cow, I mean Overwatch, not the Switch. So, yeah. <laughs> milk the cow. Just... Milk, milk the cow before it dies. I just had a really vivid <clears throat> image. Of Jeff Kaplan milking a cow? No, just a cow in death's row getting milked. I can imagine Jeff Kaplan milking a cow. Can you? Yeah. Every year, he, he sits by a fireplace on a green screen and uh, sits there and sips whatever beverage he's sitting there once a year uh, for absolutely no apparent reason. It's just a live stream of him sitting there doing nothing. Hmm. Does it Does it because people are like, ha ha, he's doing, the, he's doing nothing. Good, he's Good content. Good content, good exact, content. exactly. Uh, and, I mean, Overwatch on Switch, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of good content, Bryce, uh, we got Banjo-Kazooie, the day of the direct. Oh, so he came out, and he's been a character. He's been your most requested character in the Hell history of Super yes. Smash Bros. Yes, he has. So, what do you think of the character? I love him. You love him? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Just like okay, so <laughs> the content drop, the content content drop was massive. The problem is, uh, <clears throat> uh, Sans being in the game kind of overshadowed almost everything. For you? No, for the internet. So it's obviously really big that um, it was it was awesome that he was in there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, As a a costume, as a costume. Yeah, 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 he's not an actual character. He's a costume. Uh, And if you buy Sans, you get uh, Megalovania as a track on select stages. Mm. I've been meaning to actually buy uh, some of those because I really like the Team Rocket ones too. I'm like, oh, cool. I bought I bought the Sans one just for Megalovania. I'm never going to touch me gunner ever. I just wanted Megalovania Mm. like in my track list because that is a primo theme. It's great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, Sans kind of avers- overshadowed everything in that uh, space of Smash, this whole direct. And good on Toby Fox. You know, Toby Fox came out and said afterwards that he actually went to Sakurai's house in Japan and yeah, heard played Smash this. with him. And, yeah. And they had a talk about it. And he, he's in his broken Japanese, which, you know, I guess. Yeah, because as they mentioned in the direct, he was responsible for the music for uh, My Little Town Hero as yes, well. Yes, he was, yeah. So he, I, I, you know, just putting that together, he was over there, I guess, working on that or doing something involved with Game Freak. Mm-hmm. And he calls around the Sakurai's house to play Smash. I don't know how that <laughs> all yeah. works out, but that's that's pretty cool. He probably, he probably wanted to talk to him because, like, I think, uh, I think Sakurai probably played the game uh, being, you know, so sort of an earthbound successor in a way with how strange it is yeah and like the way the game is played to a degree um and probably just wanted to you know catch up with him and see if they could do something (laughs) just catch up see if they could do something for him in smash and this is the biggest thing since shovel knight being in the game Mm. so 
Congrats, Toby Fox. You got Sans and Smash. Another big indie representative sort yeah. of, uh, yeah. And it, yeah, and Smash. It, it's really good. But like uh, in inside inside that, obviously they had Banjo. They did the same thing they did with Hero, and they had the miniature show off thing. But then it was released immediately after, pretty much. Mm. So, um, I've spent enough time with Banjo. You knew I was going to. I've spent more time playing Banjo in the last week than I have. Uh, playing the four games I bought that same week. So, um, <clears throat> my my verdict sort of is is that, like, uh, especially with the, within the first two days, a lot of people were like, oh, he's he sucks, or his recovery is shit. Uh, but the thing is, is I think he's an unorthodox character in how he uh, does things, especially uh, with recovery recovery you've got two two options you can recover from like really far horizontally and vertically if you use the jumps correctly mm. but if you are smacked down diagonally you and you are trying to get up diagonally it is not going to work for you and you are more than likely going to die he doesn't have much recovery option from that angle uh it's so, straight up or yeah, well it, yeah, it's pretty course, much yeah. straight up or yeah from the side because you can use wonder wing but uh you've got to really manage your wonder wing and make sure you you've still got a charge left just yeah. in case you get into so, real shit i didn't actually watch the uh, the sakurai bit after the, didn't the you? Uh, direct no i didn't because mm. i watched the direct i literally had my phone going because it was uh 7 30 our time and i was i was what was i doing that day i was, I was out in the farm doing something uh-huh. so uh i basically when i left for work that's when the direct started so i had it on the way <laughs> playing in the car on the way out mm-hmm. then i hit like a spot where there was no service and like it was a bit patchy for me and the uh, bits like the bits i missed on the like on the farm where there was <clears> no service i caught up on later so i didn't get the I, I had no opportunity to sort of keep watching the sakurai bit and i just haven't gotten back to it so when i played banjo i had no idea basically what uh <laughs> what to expect what to expect yeah and i really enjoyed him and when it's like, even stuff like the third jump, I'm just like getting back on. He does a third jump. I'm like, huh, okay. Like it was all just new to me. I'm like, oh, that's really weird. And yeah. I dare say there's things I haven't discovered yet, but mm-hmm. my uh, my first thoughts of him was like, oh, I really enjoy him. Like, uh, got plenty of personality. Just like oh. he's very all round, like Mario, in mm. the way he fights too. He's not like over- overly strong on the ground or overly strong in the air or anything like that and he is literally just like I can go anywhere and do a decent job I love doing the Kazooie whack and when uh, <laughs> Birdie Bash yeah is it, okay and uh, when <laughs> when it's like the last kill it's just like it zooms right up on them and just like the expression on both of their faces <laughs> I'm like I reckon that's really well done because you know you zoom up on Mario doing like his forward smash or something it's just a boom it looks cool or whatever mm-hmm. but with Banjo and Kazooie it just looks really funny oh yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah and actually with uh, the 5.0 update as well they introduced Introduced a home home run contest again, yeah. And I didn't realize kind of how like with the last iteration of Smash, I didn't really play it all that much. Um, but with this, I found in handheld mode, I was just like, I was there for an hour or so, just like I don't know what I was doing, watching TV or something. And but I was just doing that in the background, and uh, it's just uh, I miss all these modes for in other games, even yeah. these, even this this little one that's come back. I'm like, oh god. Because as good as this game is, it just it does feel hollow even compared to the Wii U version. And yeah, in and some just, respects, it does. Yeah, because yeah. obviously it's not a hollow game. There's no. It's one of the. It's one if of the, you do not update <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, it is hollow. Yeah, but if you do update it, there is stuff trickling yeah. in, and like, it's good. Yeah, I would like to see each each update like another mode come back, just gradually introduce it back. Because obviously, a lot of the development was taken on these characters, and they've just 
knocked it out of the park for every single character as far as i'm concerned yeah Yeah. so i'm not uh upset or angry or anything like that but it it is just uh it's it would be great to see these come back because it will give me more to sort of just dabble in and uh, like if i'm not uh wanting to uh you know yeah have a hardcore smash game yeah yeah but does but okay so the verdict the verdict is does banjo and kazooie in smash and playing them make you feel like playing banjo kazooie uh, not really you should <laughs> you should <laughs> not really. even if it's just the first game you should it takes me eight hours to beat it uh 100% yeah yeah so it's pretty quick I've played I've played a fair bit of Banjo because we've played a fair bit on Rare Replay gotta finish it man okay gotta finish it it's a good game okay best best uh, platformer on the console <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's comparing it to Mario 64 yeah no that's why I went Foof. yeah it's got the, it's got a story there, man. It's got a really good story there, and rah, 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 rah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's Animal Crossing before it. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's good, man. So a new character was announced as well. Sma- oh, I was about to call you Smash. Smash, yes. My name is Smash. I wish your name was Smash. Uh, hey, Smash the Whip. My name's Smash. So uh, Terry Bogard was announced for us. Terry Bogard. And, uh, Nothing was um nothing was shown, yeah. like gameplay. But there was there was a, a little bit, bit shown, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So a lot of people are going, "What the hell is a Terry Bogard?" Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, I suppose if you're not big on fighting game history, you won't know much about SNK's sort of reign because uh, SNK was uh, mainly a predominant of arcade. Uh, before King of Fighters uh, officially sort of started pushing. Um, so I guess the best way to describe it is uh, Terry Bogard is the uh, main protagonist of the Fatal Fury series all the way up from Fatal Fury to uh, Garo, Mark of the Wolves. Yeah. Um, and what Fatal Fury is known for is its uh, storytelling. It was one of the first fighting games to have like a story integrated with like characters that have real problems and all that stuff and pushing forward and all that stuff so um terry has a big history the most recent thing you can see terry in you wouldn't even recognize it recognize him at at all if you had no idea who terry was because uh he's apart from the hat (laughs) apart from the hat because he's a female in snk heroines uh, following a story where for some reason he's transformed into a female can't tell you why I guess I just wanted Terry Bogard in there that bad that uh, if you're going to call your game SNK heroines then they have to turn him into a woman I guess mm. you know get your main protagonist in there yeah yeah, yeah. get the flagship character um, but uh, yeah there's there was a really good uh, post out on Twitter that was actually retweeted by Twitter Gaming uh, of the history of Terry Bogard uh, when it comes to like what games he was in and what his story is and like his chronicle essentially uh, through Fatal Fury um, and then Fatal Fury ended in 1999 with Garo Mark of the Wolves that was the last Fatal Fury game and ever since then SNK's only primarily uh, primarily developed King of Fighters as their main fighting uh, game mm. So if you've ever seen a King of Fighters game, if you pick up a King of Fighters game in a shop or something like that, you'll find Terry Bogard in there. He is their uh, flagship main character. Yeah. 
What you, what did you think of the way they introduced him? Sort of going back to those, um, that old, was really cool. Old graphics or old, you know, yeah. cutscenes. That was yeah. really cool. It was really but cool. My yeah. first introduction to SNK because I never really understood uh, like the history of Fatal Fury. My first real introduction to the characters of SNK was actually through a mobile game collaboration, hmm. and that made me go back and go, oh, check it out. Oh, understand it because it was a King of Fighters. Um, king of fighters collaboration so i looked into you know the characters and who they were and went back and terry's got a really cool story so you know i uh, learned about him and it was really good and then then somebody went and put up that post on twitter and i was like hey that's good you know people can learn that <laughs> learn that shit by reading it on twitter it's really nice yeah twitter uh, you actually get some education on twitter for once a lot a lot yeah. of people are uh, like oh it's just ken and it's kind of like, uh, no, it's buff Pokemon trainer. You're wrong. But yeah, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's buff red from Pokemon. Buff red from Pokemon who dyed his hair blonde and made it really long. Um, but uh, they do have interactions actually with each other throughout history uh, through the SNK crossovers with uh, Capcom, SNK Capcom. Mm, yeah. Um, and uh, Terry Bogard in those games is just as much as Ken's rival as Ryu. So, uh, they have some cool interactions that you'll see in GIFs where, like, uh, Terry's hat will be on the ground and Ken will pick it up and throw it to him and he'll put it on and they'll get to fighting and all that stuff. It's just neat little interactions. Yeah, what what a platform was that on? Was that a... Um, what was it on? It's pretty old now, isn't it? I think it's PS2. Yeah, PS2. That generation rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was PS2. Around the same time that, like... Because there's a lot of them. Like, a lot of them came out sort of the cross... Uh, yeah. Cross a lot, Capcom, a yeah. lot of uh, collaborations came out from Capcom around that time mm. with Marvel vs. Capcom and all that. And they really wanted to get their hands back in the fighting genre back then. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they moved on to the PS3, Xbox 360, and that's when they started pushing Street Fighter as their main... Yeah, street, platform yeah street fighter sort of come back with four and yeah mm. yeah really went hard so uh he does have importance it's just the problem with uh especially the by, by the looks of it um just from a meme <laughs> basically because because of, of the neo geo sort of popularity in europe that's where the excitement's coming from yeah. for this character yeah so over here in australia like neo geo was not much in america it wasn't much but mm. in Europe, that's where the excitement's coming from, mm-hmm. by the looks of it. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I've got no attachment to Neo Geo or SNK. No, yeah. But um, I, it's not like a, it's not like Banjo, because we're like, oh, my God. But it is just like, oh, that's a that's a nice addition it is <laughs> from a nice history addition. to add to Smash Bros. Well, again, uh, it comes down to, like, when it comes to 2D fighters or 2D or 2.5D fighters so like your Dead or Alive's your Street Fighters your Tekken your whatever the problem is is that uh, Street Fighter and Tekken have always stood above everything else in terms of popularity mm. and a lot of people do not go back and look at like all these other games that were spawned in that genre because that was the biggest genre back in the arcade era yeah, well, it was yeah. literally the biggest genre. Finding games were the easiest games to sort of you know push out get, and yeah, well, get working in sort of the social setting. Yeah, you know, instead of versing the CPU and making people feel gypped, you mm-hmm. just make them verse each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it's a right. win-win situation. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So I guess uh, to put it down to a T, it's it's a good announcement. Uh, Terry Bogard being in the game that is awesome. That's like SNK's legacy in one character right there because he's had like. Uh, 
five or six games where he's the main protagonist of the game. Uh, and, oh, well, apart from Garo, uh, Garo, Mark of the Wolves, is, uh, his adoptive son is the main protagonist. Um, <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You go back and read the history about Terry Bogard and his story. You actually find out why he's got an adoptive son and where he comes from. And, like, it's just crazy. It's like, he's got, like, a whole history. And it's all built off of arcade. Mm. Uh, his story was told through arcade machines in the Neo Geo. So... Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It, it is pretty awesome. It's good for people who are uh, enthusiasts of the arcade scene, I guess. Like old arcade machines and stuff like that. A lot of people know Fatal Fury and Terry Bogard. So that's fantastic. It's it's just we're coming into a younger generation that missed all of that. Mm. I do enjoy how uh, at the very start of the trailer to introduce him, it like ticks back through all the Nintendo consoles. Then it got to like NES, then it sort of skipped over to like you know another company, which mm. was yeah, SNK. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, go too far, go to the PlayStation. Oops, go back. Oh, don't want to show them. <laughs> <laughs> um, just before we get off the Smash news too, they announced that more DLC fighters are going to be coming that's after awesome. yeah. after the next character. Yeah. So if you if you next if you're the next fighter, don't complain about Terry Bogard being in there. He's for there. He's there for the arcade philanthropist. There's three more fighters to go now, I believe. Because they have two more spots on the website. Yeah, so there'll be Terry. There'll be the last, the last one for of the five for the DLC pack. Yeah, then it'll be however many more they decide to bring out on the next run. It's two slots left um, after the fifth. So yeah, at least that's what we're seeing. So whether they're like, oh, here's two more characters, or if they say, oh, here's another year of DLC five more characters whatever I don't know what they want to do I hope so <laughs> yeah so I wonder if it was this would be like Sakurai being like oh here's a you know I've got all these ideas for characters and I've gotten the rights but oh gosh darn it's more than five uh, <laughs> Nintendo can I put some more uh, characters in the game mm-hmm. I, I don't know or Nintendo's like hey Sakurai we're making a lot of money from this actually mate uh, can you like keep pumping these keep bad it, boys yeah. out I think the thing is it's like once this is said and done once Smash Ultimate's done and they think about doing another one or they never do another it never uh, one ever again I should say um, there'll be no way in hell they'll never no, do another Smash Bros <laughs> S- Smash, Smash Ultimate will be the penultimate Smash Brothers game and that'll never change they've gone too far they can't top it no they literally can't Char- top character it. wise they cannot top it <laughs> no they cannot top it and they can't and they can't guarantee all those licenses are going to come back and no. all that stuff they already had to fight hard for like cloud and stuff like that to come back for ultimate and they got it back and you know it's is really going to be the penultimate smash brothers game it's going to have you know however many characters we at this point shit mm. you know it's it's never going to get bigger than the roster we've currently got I'd love, so. like going back to what i was talking about before i'd love to see a dlc where they just like I can pay for like a lot of these modes to come back new modes old modes yeah. just real beef up the game yeah but at the same time I don't want it to be locked behind pay a paywall for everyone either so it's kind of kind of tricky I don't think so either yeah I, I hope that when they get to the end of the end of the whole thing they make a definitive edition does that make sense yeah like one day one day game of the year edition type of thing one day at some point in time these this content is not going to be available to download anymore do you know what yeah. I mean yeah so they're going to have to really back this up. And you want it all on the card, so yeah, yeah. And e- well, well, even if you don't get it all on one card, they need to distribute like a definitive collection where you've got a second card that's got like install data for the DLC and all that on it. Mm. 
um, because once once the service for Switch eventually shut down, which we've seen over the years happen with the Wii, which the Wii, yeah, um, it uh, yeah, it needs to be cemented and it needs to be like, oh hey, Smash Ultimate, it's covered. You've got it forever. Because uh, looking back on history, like with Melee and stuff like that, Melee still played like crazy. And uh, it's only just been kicked out of Evo. Yeah, just imagine like... Because we see like a lot of these rights sort of affect games like uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim and stuff where uh, you can't download it, can't download them anymore. Like you own them, but you can't get them like no matter what you do. And there's a few games like that. Imagine in say 20 years where uh, it's rare to have a console with your copy of smash and access to terry or someone it's like oh i couldn't i can't download can't download him anymore and i formatted my switch and i couldn't download him or something <laughs> be a weird world yeah. so yeah yeah when when the switch stops getting supported i'm going to make sure that i take a big old backup of everything and just leave it on my computer yeah that's the thing with the switch you can easily back up your games just copy your sd card and- I'm, I'm making sure i do that Except for your saves. Your saves are fucked. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm I'm making sure everything's backed up just in case something happens one day and the switch just goes... Mm. That's the thing, like, with the the cloud save data, it's like, oh, sweet, I can can back up my saves. My Pokemon save, my whatever saves, I can back them up and I'm fine. But the games we care about, say, you know, Pokemon and that, they don't support it. Link's Awakening doesn't support cloud saves. That's there, ridiculous. There's no reason for Link's Awakening not supporting cloud saves. Yeah. You can make an argument for Animal Crossing, like copying your save file and doubling Reverting items. and... Yeah, yeah like, okay. Okay, that's disappointing. But then Pokemon's like, okay, yeah, I can sort of see that. But Link's Awakening, oh my God, guys. Just... It's a single-player game. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. It's a single-player game. Do it. Just do come it, on, boys. guys. So this was this was one they actually closed up the direct with, but uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition oh. coming uh, early next year. Oh my god! And I didn't realize how big a, a graphical update it was until you sort of go back and look at the Wii version. It is huge, and it it's, is, I don't it? even think it's a graphical update at this point. I think it's just an entire rebuild. Mm. Because like the graphics, the like you know, be honest, the graphics aren't like oh wow that looks that looks amazing. So it, oh, it's very pretty for the Wii. Oh, for the Wii, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was really oh, pretty. For I'm the just Wii. saying, like the Switch version, the footage they're showing, like, oh, this looks looks nice, but it's not like it doesn't like hit you in the face. And go wow! But when you compare it, you're like, oh my god, there's a lot more work to what you because it's sort of what you remember it as, mm-hmm. but it's not, uh, I guess, like a brand new, amazing looking title. I but I yeah. I guess the way I look at it is that they've gotten the engine from Xenoblade Two. Yeah, uh, they're using. They're using the uh, design method f- that they used for Shulkered Fiora in Xenoblade 2. So they've just taken the engine. I am happy to say that more anime look yeah. for the original game, yeah. They, they've taken the engine, they've put it in, and I think they've just rebuilt the whole thing, mm. to be completely honest with you. It looks brand new. It doesn't look old. It looks brand new. Mm. Like, that's how much of a difference... Like, there was the comparison picture that I put up, uh, I shared rather on Twitter and it was like Shulk laying in a field with the dragonfly near him everything looks so much better there's actually blades of grass where he's sit where he's laying down in the field and stuff like that just the little things just like know? the textures on the actual dragonfly right up close like wow it's actually like really well done yeah compared yeah. to the Wii version which is like 
you know, a Wii game. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> almost know? certain they've just built it from the ground up because Monolith is only a small team at the moment. They're very small. Uh, but that's not to say that they can't use that small team to redo something that's already been made hmm. because it doesn't require a story writer or, you know, like a, a com- like the combat designer and all that stuff. Yeah. They've got all that. They just need to re uh, reapply it and move it. And yeah, and and this game needed to come to Switch because on the Wii came out 2012 on the Wii. The Wii was dead. The Wii was really just barely breathing in 2012. Let alone for hardcore gamers that are gonna be playing this, you know, big RPG. There was obviously there was the big uh, sort of Operation Rainfall to bring this game over from Japan onto the uh, Wii along with uh, a couple of other games. Uh, Pandora's Tower and oh what was it called I've forgotten now mm-hmm. but yeah so the, the trilogy of games people wanted to bring over Xenon Blade was one of those and you know hardcore Nintendo fans bought it but uh, then it came to the new 3DS where it was you know, you know very a, average yeah a worse version of the game on a you know a piece of hardware not everyone owned it was locked, locked to the uh, the new version the more updated version so on Switch it's just ideal for it because I was sort of like weighing up do I play it on my old going back to my Wii I'm like I don't want to do that so I'm like do I play it on my 3DS I'm looking at it on 3DS because I bought it because it was like uh, $20 on sale from JB Hi-Fi I'm like ah bugger it because I, I wanted the 3DS collection anyway so I added it to that but I'm like oh, do, I want to, do I want to play it on here and you know with all these other games out I'm like oh not really I'm not going to go back to my 3DS to play this blur <laughs> but obviously I'm happy I didn't now because now I'll go and play it on this. It's very, it's a very magical game. I'm not going to get to Xenoblade Chronicles 2 this year. I can tell you that with all these games coming out. But should I hold off the second one? Or people listening, should they hold off the second one? Or does you, it not matter? You can play in any order you please, uh, to be completely honest with you. It won't affect your... Well, it'll only affect your experience in a minor way. Because you'll get a little more context of what's happening from Xenoblade 2. Mm-hmm. compared to Xenoblade 1. But in Xenoblade 1, uh, if you play that first, you'll get uh, less context. And then when you move on to Xenoblade 2, you'll get more. So it opens up more of the story interconnected... Uh, the story's interconnectability. Uh, Are they the same universes? Like No, no, no. Different universe. Different universe. Okay. Oh, no, I can't. Okay, yeah. But uh, what I'm asking is, not, is it a Final Fantasy situation where every game's its own unique title? And you don't need any context apart from oh, no, you what don't. a chocobo is. And... No, there, there, is, there is nuances, but uh, those nuances are very interchangeable between both games. So it's just sort of like, uh, I guess the combat system is probably a good way to note it. Mm-hmm. Is uh, It's sort of like, well, in Xenoblade 1, it's just people with weapons. In Xenoblade 2, it's people with blades. Yeah. It just turns out that uh, there actually are a lot of goings-on in the background of both these worlds where ever there are a lot of things that are actually very much the same and these worlds are connected in a way and depending on which way you which one you're going to play first, you get a different perspective of the story. Mm. Um, yeah. Because it doesn't actually truly interconnect until the last literal hour and a half of the game right? Uh, in Xenoblade 2. So, well, and Xenoblade 1 technically as well. So, yeah. 
but <laughs> you wouldn't have known that if when before Xenoblade 2 came out no yeah okay um also, actually, I was just thinking while you were talking, did you uh, end up playing much of uh, Torna, the DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles 2? Yeah, I haven't finished it though. Hmm. It's one of those things I played uh, and then I got to a roadblock where it's just like, to progress with the story, you need to do this. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll do that later. But I got busy. So I kind of put it down and yeah, haven't yeah. picked it back up. Yeah. I mean, I already know the tragedy of what happens, but yeah. Yeah, because it's, yeah. It's in Xenoblade 2. Yeah. 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 So I know what to expect to a degree. So, so yeah, no, that's great because, you know, a lot of people... Uh, definitely would not have played it on any either of these previous consoles, and by all means, a lot of people are coming back to Switch, so it's good that it's on here now. This is one of the most universally praised JRPGs of all time. Play it; it's a fantastic, fantastic game. Mm. Even just my run through before Xenoblade Two came out, when I played it, I put sixty hours into it. It was magical. I loved it. Awesome. It was great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, even though it's kind of like. Uh, probably January is going to be like, oh, I've got to catch up on this stuff from the past two months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't so, think it'll be out in January. I think you've got safeness, but... Yeah. Oh, it was announced, wasn't it? No, it just said 2020. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, it did 20- say 2020. Just said 2020. It did. No, that's all right then. Don't have to worry about it. <laughs> uh, so this was probably one of my favorite announcements from the, uh, from the whole thing. So Super Nintendo Entertainment System games are coming to... Switch Online. They have come. Yeah, well, they have come. Uh, when I heard about this, I'm like, oh, yes, finally. And now we uh, just need to see it for Nintendo 64 next. <laughs> yeah, so um, playing through it, like, it's exactly what same as what you get with the NES games, but now it's, uh, you know, obviously Super Nintendo games. And they've started off with, like, some of the best games on the system as well. You don't have to wait for stuff like Mario World, Link to the Past, Super Metroid. They're already there. Um I spent a bit the first game I actually went back to I think I played I, I went to see what the soccer game was all about I played it I'm like yeah this is fine but I don't, I don't need to play this but I jumped straight to Super Mario Kart and I hear a lot of people like poo-pooing Super Mario Kart because oh, it's so hard to go back to but I absolutely love that game <laughs> it's and, a great game yeah and Super Mario Kart it's not even like it's not even that that was the it's not even nostalgic for me necessarily like Mario Kart 64 is nostalgic for me that's the game like I went to friends places and that's what they had just because of the age group and all that sort of thing yeah because my friends didn't have Super Nintendos they had 64s but going back to it without the nostalgia I still absolutely love the game yeah like it takes like a, if you haven't played it in a while it takes like a bit of a bit of adjusting sort of doing the drifting and all that yeah but once you get used to it I absolutely love it it is a fantastic yeah. Mario Kart uh, but I do understand where you're coming from going from a 2D sprite 2D sprite moving on a 3D plane is a little bit jarring mm. uh, oh absolutely but yeah uh, I, think, I just find it so charming. It, it is a very charming, and I absolutely game. love the sprite work. Like, yeah, seeing, yeah. seeing Yoshi in a little go kart and sprites, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. Mm. I'm not saying no. it's bad. It's really good. It's just very hard to adjust if you, uh, yeah, if you've been playing modern Mario Kart too much. Yeah, and uh, for the for the first time uh, in Europe, uh, Super Piro Piro Two was uh, brought out in the West. So that was only on the Super Famicom. Now it's available here as well. Yeah. I haven't actually played it myself, but I like a bit of Puro Puro. I prefer Tetris when it's uh, but it's a, it's a good bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have you dabbled much in it? Oh, I had a look, had a mm. had a sprint around. It's 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 come at a perfect time for my daughter because my daughter loves Super Nintendo games. Yeah. So uh, with with Christmas, we're all sort of just the whole family sort of just piling in a bit of money we're going to buy our switch 
that that is a that is a Christmas present. Yeah, and you were talking about it a few weeks ago too. Like we we're talking about it, uh, you know, whether you'll get your daughter a switch light, you know, a bit more compact, a bit smaller. But you actually decided to just get a normal, just get a normal switch, so you got the access to the dock and everything. Well, because I can leave the dock at my mother's house, and then she can just take her switch there, and I'll just have my dock at my house, and she can use that one. Yeah, and she play Mario Kart with Grandma and Grandpa. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Uh, she loves SNES games and like she she picks up my Switch and uses it all the time so it's sort of a it's sort of a situation of like well if she's going to sit there and she's going to nick my Switch all the time obviously with our little uh, passion project here the <laughs> Switch is the thing that I need to play to keep up to date and do all this stuff I, she can't be holding it all the time having her own thing so we'll we'll get her one we'll use it as a sort of tool to teach her to respect property <laughs> otherwise because if she breaks it she's not getting another one everybody's putting in for it you know it's not just coming out of our pocket it's a big present from everyone she has to look after it yeah well it's a it's an expensive piece of kit for it, a well, five-year-old yeah, yeah but here's the thing and this is the thing i told you when <laughs> yeah, i yeah, first yeah, mentioned yeah. it to you yeah you had the 64 at the same age i had the 64 yeah. at the same age and this is the nintendo console at their age so it's a really hard it's really hard to just be like you know, well, I can't give you that because it's portable and more fragile. It's yeah. just like, that's the way the world is going these days. Yeah. I sort of think about it like, a, you know how you see like little kids with like their iPads or their like iPhones or whatever it is. I always look at that and go, nah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no way in hell I'm getting a kid that expensive a thing. But, yeah. But, you know, if... if like at the time whether it's the Wii or the Xbox or whatever it is I'll feel fine giving that to them because they just leave it under the TV they're not smacking it if they're going to break something or do something it's going to be to the controller whereas with the Switch I guess uh, in my eyes it is more of a handheld so I do view it in the same vein as like looking at an iPad or an iPhone to a kid but yeah if you just yeah teach them well to look after it well, it stays yeah. in the dock maybe if you even encourage it like it's mainly a TV thing play it there well but she, you... she knows it's not yeah she knows it's not she knows it's not she knows she can take it anywhere and do whatever with it you but need, you need to get one of the uh, um, the media uh, press kits you know w- when we go to Avcon and they're doing got the TVs and they've got the switch in the dock but they've got it <laughs> locked down that's what you need for Evie you know what oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be an impossible thing either to a degree but um, it does zipper tight actually well yeah even <laughs> It's it's a bit of a uh, it's a bit of a conundrum in some sense, but I guess like again, if she breaks it, she's not getting another one. No, that is just the end all be all of it, and she's not going to start nicking mine as a compensation for it. We're Ooh, just going to have to teach her, yeah, you know. And uh, hopefully, she translates that well because I know kids that throw their fucking iPads and shit everywhere, you know. And again, <laughs> kids her age these days are getting like seven hundred dollar iPads. Like, why? So they can watch uh, YouTube. Arguable, uh, like, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> arguably, it's not that far off, like getting a Switch. But it, this is like a present from everyone. Like it, we're all putting in for it, rather than just you know because she's actually going to use it. I know she is because she I could imagine if I had a kid, it's like, Dad, can I get an iPad Pro with Apple Pencil support and a folio case, please? No. So, like, oh my God, kid. No. Can I just give you my old Samsung and call it a day? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but I want to play Minecraft and Pokemon Masters uh, father father yeah I also would like to play Animal Crossing Pocket Camp Pocket why are you talking like Siri <laughs> <laughs> anyway 
Oh, so oh yeah, and and uh, forgot about the controllers. They, uh, if you're a member, you can buy one of the uh, SNES controllers, wireless with uh, USB C and everything. It's really dope. Yeah, and it's cool because like before they announced with the NES stuff, you could like you know it was like Joy Cons. You could put them on the side to charge. And here in Australia, was it was it hundred dollars for a pack of two? Yeah, which was like okay, Nintendo, you're kind of having a land of us here. We're subscribed to your service, and you want a hundred dollars for NES controllers. Don't think so. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I've got so much nostalgia for the system, and so they bought them. Um, but where's with me? I'm like, I'll tell you what, I buy a lot of Nintendo stuff. That does not have to be one of them. No, yeah. <laughs> but with this, you know... I can make a pass for this. Yeah, so it's $40 Australian. Yeah, and so it's a SNES controller. Yeah, and so for the record, 8-Bit Doe do also pretty much identical controller, but instead of saying Super Nintendo, it says 8-Bit Doe or something on it at the top yeah. and it's like the one I've got feels identical to the original uh, SNES controller but it's probably like more like $50 mm-hmm. so you know but you can use that on Windows and stuff but whatever um, it's a step in the right direction yeah. this, this thing yeah. so like if you actually want an authentic controller to play with $40 Australian I think it's 20 or 30 American so it's a good price all around yeah. I feel if you want one yeah um, I'm going to give it a miss because I've I just recently what I talked about before getting the SN30 Pro Plus, which is like a normal control, normal modern day controller, and you can use the D-pad and all that. It feels really good. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Wicked. Yeah. And there was also a Tokyo Mirage Session FE Encore. Yeah, this is cool, but I bought it for five bucks. <laughs> I bought it for like I uh, already had it. I paid near full price for it. Um, because I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I got through. I got through a fair bit of it, but then I was like, um, I'm getting rid of my Wii U collection so I can sort of fund the Switch and all that, whatever. Uh, and um, then through JB Hi-Fi sales and uh, thank you to Buddy Watson for tracking it down for me, I ended up with a Fortissimo edition for five bucks, like an un- unopened one. Mm. So. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so I probably won't be picking it up. Yeah, so it comes. With, so you're going to miss out on the extra song. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or whatever that comes with this edition. Yes, 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 yes. It's a good game, and by all means, if you want to play Persona or close to Persona anything on the console, this is probably your best opportunity because I don't think we're getting P5 anytime soon. Uh, but. Uh, TMS Sharp FE is probably a uh, yeah good good place to start if you want to Persona Esque RPG. Hell's yeah, yeah. Um, and Pokemon Sword and Shield got new details. So we got new Pokemon, and <laughs> I-, I like this one. So we got Poltergeist is a ghost type Pokemon and makes a home for itself by hiding among dishes at hotels and restaurants. Its body is made of tea and will even let a trusting trainer have a taste of its tea. That's a bit weird. It's a bit gross. I mean, it's cute, but it's gross. Yeah. I love the, I love the animation for it. So it's like popping out the side of the tea kettle and it's like popping out the spout and all that. I really like how it's animated. It looks... Because uh, if it was just like, say, a sprite, it'd be like, what the hell? It's just a... It's just a bloody pot of tea. Yeah. But the way it's animated, popping out everywhere. and Some of these new the- Pokemon these days in 3D games, 
would look like bootleg ass Pokemon in sprites. Mm. They absolutely would. Yeah. <laughs> and this is one of them that would. Yeah, it looks really strange. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine in like a red blue context in sprites. Like those sprites back then for those Pokemon, they were weird enough. Like, imagine them now. Yeah, because you had to actually have some imagination to uh, sort of picture of what they would be. Yeah. Like, without the anime, obviously. Look, look, look yeah. at Blastoise. Remember Blastoise in red and blue? Yeah. He was really <laughs> chonky. Yeah. Like, really chonky. Oh, he's, he's a bit of a... He's a, he's a chunky boy. Yeah, not that chonky, though. <laughs> go, by, I implore you, if you don't remember the red-blue sprite for Blastoise, go look at him. He's really chonky. <laughs> We also had another Pokemon. So this is a water flying Pokemon and its name is a Cramorant. I love this thing. <laughs> uh, it will swallow absolutely anything that looks hardy enough. It has an exclusive ability called Gulp Missile. While using do- uh, sw- Surf or Dive in Battle, it will counter when attacked. So, yeah. It Just- picks up a fish and it spits it right back out at him. Mm. And he looks very content with that fish in his mouth till he gets hit in the guts. I-, I was thinking like, you know, if it's got its food in its mouth, why doesn't it just eat it? It would be cool to have like two, like maybe a possibility of two abilities. One that like retaliates and spits it back at him, and another one that like swallows it and regains health. No, that'd just be swallow and spit up with stockpile. Yeah, I know, but but, <laughs> but instead of obviously you don't have to stockpile, and you just if you get hit, you just swallow it. I don't know, it's just something off. How about you just give it a move that does that? Recover. Mm. Yeah, actually, I saw a, a sort of a meme where you know the big dopey bird from Up. Yeah, yeah. Someone just replaced <laughs> replaced that big dopey bird with a grammar head. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so I guess the Pokemon news. There was the two new Pokemon. They also showed off the camping and all the that. camp thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just more Pokemon to me stuff, but with some little extra features like cooking curries and whatever but at the end of the day these Pokemon and me things they never really change that was another funny meme I saw with the curry deck so basically in this you can cook all these different types of curries and that and they said oh there's over 100 and there's a curry deck so once you've done a recipe the recipe goes into your curry decks mm-hmm. there was a meme of like you know the two buttons it's like national decks and curry decks <laughs> then the next one's just like like you know, the guy sweating, wiping his forehead, and that's game fruit. <laughs> just like, oh, which one do I choose? <laughs> so that's that's why we don't have all the Pokemon, just because you need to fit all the curry. Yeah, you need to fit the curry in the game. <laughs> <laughs> have to model the curry. You're just like getting a package from Amazon. It's just like, oh, my, your order's here, mate. Just sign. It's like, yes, thanks. It's just like, okay, thank you. Uh, and then you open up the box. It's just like covered in like butter chicken. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. All right, cool. I've got my I've got my copy of Pokemon. You like pull out this cartridge, it's just like slopped in orange goo. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be a I'd like that. <laughs> you wouldn't be a first. I love butter chicken. No. Um like it, obviously we're joking. We're not actually. <laughs> <laughs> Please Amazon don't send our copies. I, I have seen chicken. a few tweets where I was like, "Oh, they're just reusing the animations from Pokemon and me." It's like, "Well, they're pretty good animations in that, so it doesn't really matter." Yeah, it's not the animations that bothers me. It's the whole model talk, anyway. I don't, I don't really care about the animations, but when they're like, we've redid the models, it's like, no, you have not. You don't have to lie about that. We can tell. Anyway, um, beside from that, uh, the Pokemon to me stuff never really changes. You go there, you interact with your Pokemon, you get friendlier with them, uh, and Curries will probably give them, you know, like... 
I'd like to say maybe like they give you two times extra EVs when you're training or something or something along the lines of that in a particular stats. Mm. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. Know? Like you can interact with like your friends, Pokemon in the wild area yeah, that and too. all that and go yeah. and visit each other's camps. I hope it's a, I'd like to see something similar to secret bases. That'd be cool. Yeah. It won't be that, won't be that complex. No, I don't think it will. No way. Um, I also do want to bring up, this was actually an article on uh, Poke Jungle and they bring up that uh, someone actually spotted an auto save sort of icon in a, in the recent trailer shown in the direct so they say that it was at um, 0.45 seconds like it was shown so you can go to that basically the bit where she goes into the shop and it shows off the uh, all the, the customising you can do to your character and uh, to be honest I don't know what the hell they're on about I, I can't see it here but apparently maybe auto-saving will be coming to these games and whether that will replace just your manual saving or whatever, I don't know. But um, I guess it, it might be a little bit concerning for uh, you know big Pokemon fans that you know do like shiny hunting, reset for natures, or well, they make a mistake of some kind that yeah. sets back their progress. Yeah, you know, like teaching a Pokemon a different move that they shouldn't have. And yeah, I, I know that auto saving is like a you know a main like a pretty standard feature these days and i remember people last year playing pokemon let's go being like oh i didn't save my game i just turned off because i expected it to save and (laughs) i was five hours behind again it's like well you know (laughs) welcome to pokemon that's that's a there's a reason it doesn't auto save yeah you know obviously on the game boy and all that it's not going to auto save on that because it's not possible yeah and yeah it, it probably could have on 3ds but on Switch now, it can. Maybe they always wanted it to autosave. Maybe maybe there's no autosave at all. Who knows? But it is something interesting to bring up that people claim to have uh, seen in the recent trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, would you... How would you feel like if they actually did bring autosave and there was no way to manually save and uh, shiny hunt legendaries and all of this thing? <sighs> Look, would I... You, it does come down to that uh, Pokemon is a game where you can make mistakes and those mistakes aren't minor. Like you could be in the middle of training something or whatever, you stuff up your EV, then EVs, then you got to go back and you got to find the method to bring them back down again so you can go back to training or whatever. When a simple, a simple thing like literally just quitting the game and reopening it after you've just saved manually... It's just better. But if you if it like if you're like, oh, I taught my... Rhyhorn Tail Whip over its earthquake and then like as soon as you're done with a battle you don't realise you've done it by accident and then it auto saves after the battle you're like oh for fuck mm. like that, that that's that's a big mistake <laughs> I guess the positive I could say out of it obviously people forgetting to save oh no I forgot to save then oh it auto saved thank god but there's obviously that yeah, yeah, and I, I'm not saying and, there isn't their benefits. Yeah, and there's there's also that maybe the legendaries people are shiny hunting for. Uh, if you do find a shiny on your first go because you just found a shiny, they're going to become a lot more rare and a lot more valuable rather than just like every person who has a lot of time One, <laughs> to sink into soft resetting. I actually think that most of them will be shiny locked anyway because Pokemon has this... They uh, have been lately, yeah. Yeah, it's The for, main trio. Which because, is, they, because they want to reserve it for events and shit to get more money out of it and it's just like oh, really well they don't really even get money out of it they're just like oh here's a shiny ground on 
Well, if they but, pu- but if they partner with stores and shit, they do. Which they are now. They've got like that app that you can Sony in America, so we just don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, taking me back to two thousand four Nintendo. Love it. <laughs> just not getting things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's great. Uh, uh, they showed off a bit of Link's Awakening, a bit more of uh, actually. Yeah, they they showed a bit of like sort of the the dungeon customization customization you can do, mm-hmm. and they actually showed a snippet of a uh, Kirby in there. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit of a spoiler for people that haven't played the game. Mm. So And you've just repeated it, so yeah. good job. Well, it's in the direct, so here it is. <laughs> but this either shows that maybe they're adding to it. So back in the day when you saw Kirby and some of these characters from other games, you're like, oh, this yeah. is weird, this is different. Whereas maybe they're expecting uh, people that have played it to go... Well, they obviously are expecting people who have played it to go back into it. And maybe there's other surprises, mm-hmm. which I'm hoping for. Yeah. obviously being with a big release game but that game's uh, right around the corner it's only a few weeks away yep uh, Luigi's Mansion they showed off all the different themes on each layer of the hotel some of the mini games and all that looks the, good the mini games look great mm-hmm. and uh, sort of the locations and all that in the hotel look really fun too Luigi's Mansion looks great it does look good yes uh, Animal Crossing this is, gonna, this is the game they spent the most time on they spent more time on this than they actually did Pokemon and Luigi's Mansion mm. that they actually said that the direct was centred around so uh, what do you think of Animal Crossing, Bros? Looks good, but I, I kind of just want it to come. Mm. Like the thing is, is like they can keep they can keep telling me this stuff about Animal Crossing, but I'm kind of actively trying to not listen when they talk about it because I'd like to discover this stuff myself. It's like Minecraft all over again, where it's just like you dropped into a world and you're like, how do I do things? It's like, oh, I figured it out. That's kind of just what I want to do with Animal Crossing. I don't want to. I don't want to think too much about it. I don't want them to be like, to create an axe, you're going to have to find the nicest twig in your arsenal. And then (laughs) you're going to have to take a plank and you're going to have to sharpen it into a fashion that looks like an axe so you could cut a tree. Like, I I don't want to have to, like, detail it like that. Like, I want to just be like, hey, Nook, uh, I'm here. You're an asshole, but I'd like you to teach me how to make an axe. And then Nook's just like, oh, well, you could do it by doing this. And then you're just like, cool, I've had an experience with Tom Nook where I don't want to just throw him out a window. You know, like... Yeah. That's it for me, I think. Like, Animal Crossing is very much about self-discovery. I like all all the crafting that's making its way into the main game. Mm. Uh, I reckon that's going to be a lot of fun, sort of crafting your tools and everything it was back in the day like you're like alright I go to Tom Nook's store he doesn't have he doesn't have a shovel okay wait another day he has a shovel okay now I can dig yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. like you know very slow now you can be like alright I need a shovel I need I need wood I need uh, rock or whatever you need to craft it and you can craft your thing craft your uh, inventory and you can sort of put your furniture anywhere which I really like you can sort of decorate the island rather than just decorate your tent or whatever yeah and also, I really like how uh, sort of the uh, the other systems in the game. So, like the Tom Nook, well, what's it called? The Tom Nook Mile Points or something like that. I forgot the that. Nook Miles or something. Yeah, Nook Miles or something. I really like how that's sort of set up and it gives you sort of objectives. Whereas in pre- previous Animal Crossing games, you'd be like, all right, I'm, uh, I want to collect fish. I yeah. want to collect fossils. I want to do this. But now you've actually like got sort of little uh, things to do throughout the game yeah it has I guess it has a bit more direction mm-hmm. in some ways but in other ways it's expanded a lot more yeah which is exactly what you want in an Animal Crossing game yeah 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I saw a lot of familiar faces. I saw Bill, the uh, the duck in there. Yeah, looking forward to seeing Bill. All right, <laughs> I love seeing the I love seeing the villagers' names. Like some of them are just like so. Like it's like a ha, ha. It's, it's like a cow and her name's Heifer. It's like all right, <laughs> <laughs> like from a uh, rock, rock, Rocky's Modern Life, Rocco's Modern Ro- Life, Rocco's yeah, <laughs> Rocky's Rocky. Life. I can't wait for that new movie to come out for that. <laughs> dun. That's gonna be great. Dun, dun, dun. When it comes out on, I think it's on dun, Netflix. Dun, dun, when dun. it comes out, is it Netflix? Yeah, no, oh. I think so. Rocco's Modern Life, and it's based on two uh, thousands modern day, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's the movie movie after his success, mm. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Damon X Machina, there's a there's a demo out. I haven't played it yet, but I want to play it for uh, before or well, for next episode. Because we said uh, like oh, we're not going to buy it because there's too many other games. But if there's a free demo, I'm like, oh, why not? I'll give it a go. Yeah, fair enough. I like to I, see how. I don't, I'm honestly. Let's see how it's changed since uh, since we played the last sort of. Uh, I haven't even test played demo. the last demo. I feel like this game has just like completely lost my interest. At first, I was like, "Oh, this is cool. I like this." But then Astral Chain was doing like a similar sort of like future punk sort of deal, and I'm just like, Astral Chain is more up my alley than this game. But every time I look at Damon X Machina, I'm just like, "Huh? Okay. Cool." Like, I'm sure it's going to be a great game for people that like mech games, but, like, yeah, for me, for me, it kind of just misses a mark. Mm. Especially with, like, all the stuff that's gone on through development and all that. And if it, if it turns out to be a good game, great, I'll buy it, but, yeah, for now, for now, I'm not sure the demo even interests me. Yeah, well, it's got, it's got a four-player um, through the campaign and all that, which is pretty cool. I didn't expect it to have multiplayer in the game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, another one I actually haven't played yet, but would like to is the Super Kirby Clash, which is a free-to-start uh, Kirby game, which has been uh, referred to as like a sort of Kirby Monster Hunter, where you just take on bosses and basically get items and you just rinse and repeat. Uh, by the sounds of the microtransactions, they sound a bit meh. Basically, I think you can spend up to forty dollars and get plenty of gems to sort of last you for the game. But unlike Pokemon Quest, you're not. It's not capped. Uh, like how much you can it's spend. It's not a guarantee. Yeah. yeah. So you can spend in Pokemon Quest. You spend forty bucks. You get all the stuff you need and set up, and you're fine. You're fine to play as much as you want. But whereas this, it's like you, you'll get enough, but you will. If you keep playing, you'll run out by the sounds of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm keen to give it a go, but maybe later. Sort of like you know, Kirby's not my favorite franchise, and that mix with just microtransactions and that it's a pretty uh, easier way to make me uninterested <laughs> yeah yeah that's it yeah yeah so uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 now the amount I could care is zero <laughs> yeah I don't really care either but I think it looks interesting with sort of the 10 uh, classic uh, styled games that you can play with uh, Mario from the 8-bit days and the Sonic characters from the 16-bit days looks interesting that grabs my attention but it's not enough to actually make me purchase the game yeah yeah exactly yeah mm. these games kind of just come out on the sub regular and they're always sort of meh so mm. yeah now this 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 is one where I just like went huh they actually announced Deadly Premonition 2 did you ever play Deadly Premonition 1 did you hear much about it so Deadly Premonition 1 was a really weird Suda 51 game which was originally released on, I think it was Xbox 360 and PC or either one. 
And originally, then it came to uh, PlayStation 3 with a special edition. Uh-huh. I picked it up on PlayStation 3. And it's just, it's one of those games, I think like people like Jim Sterling and there's a few outlets gave it 10 out of 10 because it was just really weird. Even though other outlets like IGN, they gave it a 2 out of 10. Right. So you actually, some people absolutely love it. Some people absolutely hate it. Um, looking at it technically, it's a really poorly put together game. Mm-hmm. It's a really poorly acted game. It's a really poorly written game. But it's all of those things in the best ways because it just comes across really weird. Really weird and really really quite wacky right and playing through it I'm just like shaking my head it, basically it's like a, a Twin Peaks game and it's like based around a murder mystery you're trying to figure out you know who the murder is and all that and you follow, you're a detective and you're sort of following out the sort of things so um, and that the original game came to Switch on the day of the direct as Delhi Premonition Origins came out here for $40 I think I picked it up second hand for like $20 so I'm like, oh, forty dollars is probably oh, it's pushing it for this game. I feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's also one of those games where you never would have expected a uh, a sequel, let alone Nintendo exclusive. I think it's Nintendo exclusive. Yeah. Um, coming to Switch next year, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, what if that game continues on the what people love about the original game or. Whether it just whether they try to do something better with it, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, it's just like really, it'd be a great game to watch a let's play. I, I recommend anyone just go watch Delhi Premonition let's plays and maybe a creative that you enjoy. Watch it with them, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those games. Don't play it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, Star Wars Jedi Knight Two. I never played the original game. Jedi Did Knight you ever Two. Play much of this? Jedi Knight Two and Jedi Academy, Oops. I believe. Are uh, both coming? A uh, Jedi Outcast. Yeah, Jedi. Uh, Jedi Outcasts. Jedi Knight Two. There's two Star Wars games coming, and they're both popular ones. Uh, mm, I've I, played. I've played them in the past. They're I good s- games. I saw that Jamie was uh, excited about it on Twitter. Yeah, they've re- yeah. yeah. It's because it, they only announced one of the Star Wars games in the direct, but there's actually two. Oh right, there yeah. is actually okay. two, and they're both they're both really good games, and I've played them. Just Jedi Outcast was that a GameCube game? I don't know. I, I feel played, like it was. I played them on PC and Xbox. Right. Okay. So I have no idea. To be completely very honest well, with could have been. I just know they're very, they're very good, um, very good Star Wars games. Mm. They're like some of the best that you'll play. Because around there, there's there's actually a fair few great um, Star Wars games coming out. And obviously, you had the Battlefront games on on the the platforms. You had you know. Um, oh, it was the best time to be a Star yeah. Wars fan. Yeah, absolutely. What was that? What was the GameCube game? Rogue. Rogue, Rogue Squadron. Squadron. Yeah, that's right. That was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, first Star Wars game on Switch, actually. Yeah. Well, first two. <laughs> yeah, first two. If if yeah. they're cheap enough, I'll buy them because they're good games. Mm. Well, they're coming out at the end of the month on September twenty fourth, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, Doom sixty four, the first time Doom sixty four is getting a re release on any platform apart from Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> another Doom. Another Doom hopefully not locked behind the stupid Bethesda account system that they had problems with yeah that was just dumb so there's five there's gonna be five dooms <laughs> doom games on switch yep so you got doom 1 doom 2 doom 3 you got doom 2016 and you're gonna have doom eternal and then, <laughs> in november yeah yeah <laughs> and doom 64 and doom 64 so six yeah fuck it's <laughs> a lot of doom it's a lot of doom if you like doom you you got a platform for it yeah it's a lot of doom Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. 
Uh, yeah, Witcher 3, we talked a bit, bit a bit earlier, so we don't have to talk too much about that. Yep. Uh, you've got Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection, which has Assassin's Creed 4 and uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue as one package together. So I, I guess cool. Uh, Black Flag was literally like hailed as probably one of the best experiences in the series. Mm. I played Black Flag and I thought it was okay. I didn't finish it. Um, but, I mean, they just re-released 3 and 3 is probably my favourite, much to everyone's disgust whenever oh, really? I say it. Yeah, I just like the native, like the whole uh, American setting, like early American setting and playing as like a Native American. I do too, yeah. And having those experiences with like Indian tribe, I enjoy tribal what I, stuff. I enjoy what I played at 3. And like, jumping through the treetops, man, that was cool. Yeah, it was cool. I remember, because <laughs> I played it on Wii U, I remember I was um, at the bottom of a tree and like, there was this deer or whatever it was. I can't remember. It was a while ago now, but it was like its head was stuck in this tree. Yeah. And I took a, I took a screenshot and sent it to Mayverse and I got, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Freaking yeah. yes. Yeah. Good old Mayverse. You know what I loved most about Mayverse? It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, well, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, in the early Wii U days when you used to like save a screenshot, the post to um, to Mayverse, it will, sometimes it will just crack like crash your system. Yeah. To the point where you have to take out the PowerPoint and plug it back in. And when I broke my leg, I was playing Black Ops Two, and I got to like the the uh, the nightclub level. Oh my god, this is cool. Take a screenshot. System freezes. I can't move. I can't get out of my chair. I've got a broken leg. I'm in in this recliner. And my um my parents must have been out at the time. I'm like, right. So I was literally just sat in this chair looking at this TV. And like, uh, when it disconnected, the, you just hear this squealing. When it disconnects. I'm like, right. <laughs> so that, that's that's my experience with Meverse. Meverse. Right. I, I really liked that system how it made you not use one of the features because you were afraid of it crashing I really liked that I just like bad me ver- bad me versus post the, mm, the, that was a great Twitter account it was great mm. yeah, it's all that mattered it was uh, Dauntless this is a game I'm looking forward to it's yeah, coming free out free Monster Hunter man they said it's coming out soon I'm like okay. when they're soon <laughs> yeah Dauntless is free Monster Hunter so enjoy mm. Uh, Trials of Mana. They uh, shown this at E3. Oh, it looks beautiful. It does look really nice. A lot of people were saying, "Oh, there's a lot of boobs." I didn't notice many boobs, to be honest. I just, I just noticed a really gorgeous looking game. Yeah, to be honest. So, I'm pretty keen for it. I might actually buy it. it looks good. Yeah. So April twenty fourth. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a while yet. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, got new Smash Amiibo coming November twenty, uh, not twenty, uh, November fifteenth. We get this every direct. Got- <laughs> NBA uh, 2K20. Yeah, the, Don't very, care. the very controversial uh, game right now. <laughs> Outer Worlds, it just says coming soon. I don't think it is coming that soon, but Surely they said not. coming soon. Yeah. Uh, we've got Just Dance, Nino Cooney, which comes out the same day the Switch Lite comes out. And of course, the biggest game that day Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> Devil May Cry 2 coming out. Uh, at the end of this month on uh, September 19th glad to see that glad to see the Devil May Cry series slowly trickling out at first I was just confused that they put Devil May Cry 1 on there but now they're actually like it's obvious they're starting to try and slowly trickle it out be interesting if like they'll probably bring out 3 and then will it be like the trilogy put into pack like it is on 
PS4 and Xbox One? I kind of hope so, but if it doesn't, then whatever. I would probably just buy three and hopefully four because those are both really good games. Four's in the in the pack as well, isn't it? On I don't think it is actually. Oh, I don't think it is. Free, it is, yeah. it is just free on Game Pass. It's just the PlayStation and Xbox games. Then the yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Vampire, um, yeah, coming to Switch, which came out was it early this year? I think so. Yeah, uh, Call of uh, Cthulhu coming Cthulhu. out. Cthulhu, you in the dark, Lord Cthulhu? That's coming out October. Got Farming Simulator. Got Grid Auto Sport. And yeah, and that brings us to the Ambros. Oh, yeah. but I did miss a little town hero. I don't know how I missed that. How did you manage to miss that? I don't know. But I'm really excited for this because I didn't... I was just, oh, yeah, it's been delayed to next year. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And they sort of went through the battle system and everything and it got a release date of the 13th of October. Yeah. And in Australia, it's got a price of uh, 38.50, which is, you know, like a, I guess, a, a more budget-titled game, which... It kind of relieves me a bit because oh, it's not like a huge RPG to get through. <laughs> it's going to be a bit smaller. I hope it's like a, you know... It looks interesting. Yeah. Um, like having monsters come into town and then being able to roam around and use other pe- use other town members as battle partners and all that stuff and switch up your style by <laughs> switching who you, who you drag the monster around to in town and all that. Mm. It, it looks cool. Uh, but... I'm not 100% sold yet. I would like to pick it up on sale, maybe. I think that's where it is for me at the moment. The thing is with the Game Freak games is, uh, obviously, there's not many of them that aren't Pokemon. <laughs> like, at all. Mm. Harmonite was fun. Uh, I never actually played the full release, though. Yeah, I actually played a lot of the demo. <laughs> yeah, I played a lot of the demo. Because that game it... was a bit expensive, I feel like, what they'll they'll asking. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, nah. But they had a fair few experimental games on 3DS, like you said, uh, Harmonite, and they had Pocket Card Jockey uh, on the Switch. They, they've got a couple. They had Tempo the Badass Elephant. That was... I mean, Tempo's good, right? Yeah, that was good, and that was published by Sega. Yeah. And that was on that was on PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Yeah. Not not on a Nintendo platform. That was... It was really weird having the Game Freak logo pop up on everything but Nintendo yeah it's really really weird yeah I, I I am interested to see find out why they wouldn't have published on Switch as well as the other platforms no idea yeah yeah it's just really weird how like oh just from just from the publisher's perspective from Sega just being like a 2D platformer not the publisher on a Nintendo platform yeah a bit weird I guess it was the Wii U at the time so maybe they said nah yeah. so not worth it no <laughs> yeah Fair enough. I, yeah. f- I feel like I would have sold something though, being you know just Nintendo game fans freak. finding out it's Game Freak and yeah. it's a something to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually thinking the other day, like, oh, remember the good old days on Wii U where we had nothing to play, <laughs> didn't, didn't have to stress about uh, spending money. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bros. I think that's gonna it's gonna wrap it up. I'm uh, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get out of my house. Oh, no, no, no shit, I'm, I'm joking. Like... I'm joking. Okay. Everyone who's listening, come to bed with us. <laughs> we'll, right. we'll, have a good, we'll have a good night's sleep together. All right. Even then. if you're listening to this like 12 o'clock in the afternoon, you're like, to be honest, boys, uh, this conversation is really out of context about uh, going to bed. But uh, <laughs> I believe believe me, son, it is not out of context right now. It's quarter to 10. I'm tired. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
So, everybody, thank you very much for listening to House of Mario episode 114. 114. Yeah, well, there's a nice little echo for you in case you missed the episode number. That was 114. Bryce 114. Out. There it is again. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on your podcast player of choice and uh, always feel free to you know, also leave that extra review. It helps out the show a lot. Oh, it's Juicy Five. We're only a couple of idiots doing a podcast, so doing a bit of bit of the reviews always helps. I don't know what I'm talking about. Bryce, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at IV Revan, and you can still berate Twitch for me. Thanks. Still. Still. Oh. They still haven't given my account back. I've got so many people that can prove it. So many. So many people that can prove it's my account. I'm, including myself. They knocked back my last ticket. And my last ticket had literally 30 pieces of evidence. I don't know how anybody's supposed to get their account back from Twitch. Makes no sense. Those bloody bastards. It's ridiculous. And you can find me at iDruby on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And The House of Mario at The House of Mario on Facebook and Twitter. And we're also on Patreon at patreon.com slash iDruby where you can chuck us a couple of bucks here or there and you can get some uh, shows like Cracking Furfies, which is Bryce and I's variety podcast and uh, other things. So head over there, look at the tears. Like I said, I'm tired, can't remember things. It is what it is. That's right. As Jack Cruz would say. You would. Yeah. You would. Yeah. Well, maybe you won't now. He doesn't do the show anymore, so I don't know. Would he say that? Shit, you're right. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to find somebody else that says it is what it is. Uh, if if anyone's out there, uh, message uh, uh, Jack Cruz at Cruzy Mate on Twitter. Ask him if he would say it is what it is <laughs> anymore because I can't ask him because he might not reply to me because he'll be too shy. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.